All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Just after 4, 5 o'clock, Gregor Show on Sports 1440. Live. Oilers Nation YouTube, or you can get involved in the uh, chat line there. You can uh, text us, 833-401-1440. The Gregor Show is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca, where you can uh, get in the game tonight, Monday Nighter. You uh, have the Eagles in Seattle, where looks like uh, both quarterbacks. Or do we have confirmed yet that Hurts is playing, Conman? Yeah, looks like he is he good is to playing. go, okay. despite the illness. All right. Okay. There you go. So uh, he is in. We will. Uh, we will see how it goes for uh, for him. Geno Smith also is going to play for Seattle, and I know some of you, unlike Connor Halley, might have a playoff game result on the line tonight, depending if you have Walker or Metcalf or hey, maybe you got Jalen Hurts. The two guys who finished number one in our league, the best record, they probably had two best teams. Both on the verge of getting knocked out in round one, Connor Halley. Fantasy football can rip your heart out sometimes. It can, uh, they, uh, you know, picked a, picked a, the bad week to have their guys not show up. Their motivational speech to their players just simply wasn't good enough. It's unpredictable, really. So. I will say, Gregor, though, like this is the first time in a while I can just watch football. It's totally stress free. The Chargers suck. I don't have to worry about playoffs. Like, it's, I, I'm enjoying football again. It's kind of nice. <laughs> so basically, you're like, when my team stinks and my fantasy team stinks, football's fun. <laughs> yeah, there's no stress involved oh, at all. I mean, I'm usually on these long playoff runs in fantasy football, so I don't get to enjoy it, but taking a break this year, it's pretty good. Okay. All right. Actually, no, you know what? After, now I'm looking back after last night. Um, ooh, I guess it's uh, it's close closer than I thought, actually. Uh, the big man could win. Came back. Ooh, 
Ooh, all right. Be uh, interesting to see how it goes tonight. So there's lots on the line in our fantasy league. Now, uh, lots on the line for the month of giving. As we have a great uh, Ryan has it currently at 6,500. It is the uh, furnace thermostat and the indoor air quality package that includes the uh, April air humidifier and an enhanced four inch media filter and cabinet from A1 Heating. Okay, so you get your choice of the uh, Google Nest or Echoey thermostat, the uh, April air home humidifier, the Air Ease two stage furnace. The uh, Merv, 9, Merv 11 filter package, which is way better than the Merv 10 filter package, or so I'm told. All the materials, equipment, labor, and permits, the 12-year factory-backed parts and labor warranty, and they'll remove and dispose of your old furnace. So it's a great deal, courtesy of A1, as long as you reside 100 kilometers uh, within Edmonton radius, you can be the top bidder today. Currently, Ryan has it at 6,500. We're helping out Operation Friendship Seniors Society. So... Uh, we're getting close to retail value. Always like retail. It's great. 833-401-1440 is the number. Now, let's get to the spec report brought to you by GS Construction. As uh, they remind you, I know there's some still a little slow going in certain places. Be patient. It's getting closer. I just ask you for your patience and safety. Be aware of the roads from GS Construction as uh, Mark Spector joins us. And uh, Spec, the uh, orders head into uh, New York. Uh, very little travel now that they got there today. And uh, they're playing the Islanders, the Devils, and the Rangers. So uh, a very easy travel trip in a way with three games in four days where you're not moving around very much uh, in between uh, the orders. Really, I'd say the first time in 10 games, Spec, where the other team outplayed them. And uh, now, and that'll happen. Now, to me, it's like, how do they bounce back against the Islander team that's leaking shots and chances here for the last month? Yeah, I mean, you got to think of it big picture, right? They won eight of their last ten, and uh, really got robbed in the ninth one. So, you know what? You don't get to win every night. Their record is excellent. They're playing good hockey. They very recently played a long string of games in which they I think they went four out of five, allowing only one goal. They've been getting, you know, they, they know how to play defensively, or at least they have very recently. So they just got to pull it back together, right? You just have to mentally focus back and say, let's refine that game. We didn't play it against Florida. Okay, so they didn't play it against Florida. It, there's no reason to think that you can't retrieve that game and play it against New York. And, and you know, I've always said it. If, if this team only allows two, I like their chances any night of the year. And that's what they got to focus on. Allow two, and you're going to get three almost every night with this lineup. Yeah, no, and the Islanders have given up three in every game but one here, and they've given up 33 or more shots in every game but one. So uh, Edmonton's offense should be able to take care of themselves. Uh, you know, against Florida Spec, we saw a little bit again uh, some plays you don't really love uh, defensively. And I guess, hey, one out of ten, it's going to happen every now and then. But that that's still uh, the issue because they had some great chances. Bobrovsky made three really good saves, the best one being on Nugent Hopkins in the slot, where in the first period, you know, Edmonton could have had a lead, in fact. Yeah, and I maybe you know I'm not sure if you see the the offensive tribulations of that middle six group bleeding into their defensive play. You know, Drysaitel was definitely guilty on one of the goals. I thought Fogel left his guy alone on a, was it the third goal? Um, you know, and sometimes listen when it works that way. Like that middle six is an issue. Everybody knows it. Everyone's writing about it. We've seen they've mixed their lines around. Uh, and sometimes that's the impetus is 
guys have five or six games on a line that's not working and they're willing to put their head down and make it work. But after that, if it's still not working, they say, okay, I'm getting a little fed up here. And I think we're seeing a little bit of that. Certainly, Drysaddle's body language, and we all read that like an open book every week around here. But he looks like a guy that needs a new fit because uh, whatever with the guys they've been playing him with, it hasn't been working for Drysaddle lately. That's for sure. True, but it's also the December Drysaddle swoon spec. I, I looked at the numbers uh, for whatever okay. reason. In Dece- <laughs> like Leon Drysaddle's month of December is his worst month by a mile. Histor- oh, historically, yes. Like he's minus thirty in December spec. He's plus twenty eight, plus twenty six, plus eighteen. The closest other month, he's minus five. Right? In, really? In, yes. Like it's being. It's an oddity. I don't understand it, but it's like his goal production. He has thirty eight goals in one hundred twelve uh, games in December, which is like you know less than one every three. He basically won everything. He's normally a guy who scores every second game in all his other months. It's it's a wow. weird, weird thing in December. So I, I get that Brown is sucked, and I understand all that. But this, and I I know you heard the interview yesterday. He's got his cough. Like I don't know what it is, but December and dry settle just doesn't really usually lead to a lot of great offensive numbers, and and even defensively, it hasn't worked. Funny, as a German guy, I would expect his worst month would be October. <laughs> but um, I think part of it has been he's been he has been saddled with Connor Brown, and that's uh, uh, you know that's been uh, he's been car- everybody's been carrying this guy around waiting for him to get going. And I'm not sure over you know this is another deep dive we'll have to do, but I'm not sure that Drysaddle and Kane have ever had great chemistry. To me, the best Kane's always played has been on the wing with McDavid. Um, you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. I'm just talking anecdotally here. But my recollection in that good playoff he was playing with McDavid, uh, and, you know, Nuge is the guy that always can play, can play with anybody. He's such a malleable, good player. So uh, that's why they make that move, I think. They inject Nuge down on the dry saddle's wing. And listen, Twas ever thus. We're going to watch this in Edmonton forever. There's, there's always going to be sort of two top, top. There's going to be two top six centers here, Jason, and there's three top six wingers. So McDavid gets two of them, or Drysaddle gets two of them, and there's always going to be the last winger that's kind of a quasi top six guy. Mm-hmm. And we're, we were there three years ago, and we're still there today. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. There's, you know, there's not a lot of teams that have legit. Six top no. six guys, um, but you, does. you know you got to find. Well, Tampa Bay did when they won, but you got to find uh, some guys. Uh, Colorado actually that year they had guys all playing very well, but uh, some of them had career years. But I look at the orders, and you know that would be a luxury to go find that guy. I don't think it's it's a must have per se. You know you can just find a guy that says, hey, can what can Fogle, can Holloway, can Brown maybe get hot for a series or two. Possibly, we've seen it happen before, right? And that's and that's ideally yep. what they would need. But their main focus spec, I look at it. I gave them fifty days. If I had a calendar, I would put an X on today. And starting tomorrow, it's forty nine days. They have fifty days to solve their goaltending issue. And I'm telling you, it better not. If it if they still think it's Jack Campbell spec, man, I got I got a Ponzi scheme, and I would love to talk to them about because <laughs> Jack, Jack Campbell is not. I'm sorry, is not coming back in Edmonton. I, I'm, I'm, I don't. It's not happening. Um, Calvin Pickard, great story. Not the guy for me. They need to go find someone 
to to be uh you know if if, if it's not a clear backup it's then pushing Stuart Skinner somebody who can play 16 of the final 37 games because I crunched all the numbers they've got a very easy January Skinner's uh you know they they only play 17 games the next 50 days and the 11 games in January spec um eight of them are against teams not in the playoffs and Two of them are against Nashville and Philly, who are teams that are barely in the playoffs, right? The only top 10 team they face in the month of January is Toronto. So you can get by with, you know, maybe eh, can Calvert Pickard beat a Columbus or a Chicago? God, I would like to think so. So, yeah, I think you can. But once you get to February spec, they play 37 games in 73 days. It's every second day. They need a legit backup you can rely on, and I don't think they have one right now in the organization. No, I think every. I won't disagree with a word. Unfortunately, um, you know, I would say this: like, I, I don't blame the Oilers for for trying as hard as they can to let Campbell find his way to being that guy. Yeah. You know, they got to pay him either way. Uh, I get they have time, like you say, they got fifty days. I, if I'm Ken Holland, I'm doing the same thing. I'm I'm saying a prayer before I go to bed every night that. Campbell somehow finds out how to be an NHL goalie again. But I also know that Ken Holland and everyone else on his staff are a full realization that that's every day that passes with, with Campbell not playing very well in the AHL, he's not going to be the guy here. It's not going to happen. So, you know, they know it. Don't kid yourself. Kenny Holland, if you know it, if I know it, don't think that Ken Holland doesn't know it, right? He knows. Now, I, I see everyone giving them hell every day for not having made a goalie trade already. And you know what? Sometimes you, the, the market's got to come to you. So sometimes it's just not a, a trade market doesn't get going in December. That's just historically the way it is. There's probably, if there was a deal up there, I'm sure he would have made it. It's not there. You got to be patient. If you go out trying to force the market, trying to beat the market, um, Listen, they don't have a ton of assets to give up. He gave up two first-round picks in the deadline last year. Uh, he has to wait for the market to come to him a bit. You're right, Jay. You got 50 days, so that means you got 50 days. It doesn't mean it has to happen this week. Mark Spector from uh, Rogers Sportsnet uh, joins us. Uh, it's very true. We had Colin Chalk on the show earlier, the head coach of the Condors. Oh, yeah. And uh, he, you know what? Hey, basically, you know, we asked him about Rodrigue and trying to get him some ice time. He says, hey, you know what? We're in the American League, and, you know, you send guys down, uh, you got to play them. He's talking about uh, Jack Campbell. So, um, you know, I, I don't think this is a head coach decision. Obviously, I think it's an organizational one. But I do think there's got to reach a point here, Speck, where you either decide, okay, we're going to split duties here or we're, we're, we're trading Jack Campbell. And the latter is so hard to do, right? Like, it's extremely difficult unless you want to give up a lot of assets to make it happen. But the one goalie spec, if you were looking at a foundation of a trade, just cap-wise, Elvis Merzlikens in Columbus, right? All Aaron Portsline and them are reporting that, you know, he would like out. We know what happened with his best friend, you know, passing away in the organization, and maybe it's tough on him. He's got a 909 save percentage on a terrible Columbus team. That's 15th best in the NHL. Yeah, I don't mind that. Uh, he's making, I don't mind that. Now, he's making 5.4 mil, so he's got the same term as Campbell. He's a little bit higher cap hit. Now, Campbell has to go the other way just to make the money work, but then you'd have to, I think, throw in probably at least two good pieces, maybe a third, depending. Right? Like, what? what would you – what would be – you know, a baseline where you'd be like, if you, if they said Broberg, Rodrigue, and a second, would you do it? Well, I'd trade Broberg and I'd trade Rodrigue for sure. 
that's I have no issue with those two players with moving them. Uh, the second might be with that package. How many years does does Merzlikas have left? Three, same as Campbell. Same as Campbell. So let's call it the same contract. Except one guy's yes. making four hundred more. Yes. Um, and remember, Merzlikens is Latvian, so you have to pay extra for that high character <laughs> and quality human being that's coming back. You got to remember that, Jay. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God. Uh, <laughs> Spec so, would have a never-ending story. Every Merzlikens story would be as Latvian, like, oh my God, I'd have to have a new drinking game. How many times is Spec going to mention Latvia in his articles yeah. around? Merzlikens? Every time he gets a shutout, we all got to uh, go jump the fire, man. Yeah. <laughs> That would be fun, actually. I'm in. <laughs> hey, it makes sense because of the salaries, uh, because of the guy. Like, I see a goalie in Merzlikens that maybe. there was a, He was a pretty high pedigree at one point. So was Jack Campbell. Uh, but I, he hasn't completely lost his game. You're, you're absolutely right, Jay. 909 behind that Columbus team is something. I'm going to say to you that Columbus is in a position where they're always in an, you know, they're never trying, they, they never, they're, they're such a bad organization, they're probably going to want some youth. No. Uh, you know, they're probably going to want guys that the Oilers don't need right now. If they come to you and say, yeah, we'll make that trade, but we want your, you know, we want an important player off your team, the Oilers are trying to win right now. They can't do that. So if they could get away with making a trade for a farmhand goalie, uh, seventh defenseman in Broberg and a pick. We can quibble about the pick. Yeah, that does that makes some sense for me. I don't I don't mind that trade one bit. Yeah, to be interesting. Like I I, I think it's going to cost you a lot, no question. But uh, it's one where, as I mentioned earlier, they don't have to rush into it. But they got 50 days spec. That's what they got to make. They have to upgrade their goaltending by the end of January. Doesn't Campbell's it? killing you because you're oh. trading a guy that you're probably going to like. What are you gonna if you're Columbus and Jack Campbell comes back? Now what? What do I do with Jack Campbell? Well, I know that's why you got to give up a lot. I agree. Everybody yeah. thinks, oh, they'll just take him. I'm like, why? No. What do you? What do I do with him? I don't want to use up my AHL spot. That's where my kids are playing. If you can't play in the NHL, what do I do with this guy? Yeah. No. It's. Uh, it's not. I, you know what? I mean, let's. He, Kenny's got to do something this year. He's got to find himself. Uh, uh, equal to Skinner, basically, is what he's got to do. A guy that can hopefully be, you know, play one out of every three or four games. Sure. If 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 he has to put a Band-Aid on that position, we're going to watch the playoffs. We're going to see what happens. But then there's a big trade in the summer. This this, this can't go on any further. It's If it doesn't happen this season, there's a big trade in the summer. And I'm talking a big trade that brings in a goalie here. It's got to happen. It's the Achilles heel of this franchise. They haven't had a goalie for forever. The time has come. It's got to happen. Speck, uh, it'll be interesting to see. And by the way, another uh, the Russian mafia of orders, uh, goaltenders, they face uh, the third and three games. They'll face four out of five uh, from uh, Vasilevsky to Bobrovsky to Sorokin to Shesterk. And that is uh, quite the run. And uh, we'll see if they can beat one tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. There must be like some Russian Christmas treat you can feed the guy. <laughs> you know, they've got to slow these guys down. Vasilevsky was. Unbelievable. That might be the best game I've seen in ages. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I also want to say, what's John Hines? The, is there a reason John Hines isn't starting flurry in Pittsburgh tonight? Um. Well, I hear it's funny you ask that question because people are trying to compare it to Mike Bendown. I'm like, guys, Fleury's played in Pittsburgh a lot. 
in his career. Mike Madonna. I know. He's, 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 no, but remember they Babcock rested him and he couldn't get to game 1500. Like that was the ultimate dick move. I yeah, that was. Minnesota is, just, we're rolling. We want to win. And so he's going with his best guy and Flurry, I think, is playing tomorrow. Right? I, ah, that's BS. But what if he you plays? saw Flurry playing Edmonton the other day. You yeah. telling me he's not good? Yeah. Well, oh my God, he was fantastic in Edmonton last, what, 10 days ago? Yeah. But he hasn't been as good as their other guy. Uh, so, but if you're playing him tomorrow, anyway, no. I'm just coaches have no sense of the story. So often, <laughs> I watched some of that three on three in Washington, oh. and Carolina last night. They're absolutely murdering the three on three overtime now, thanks to coaches. Yeah, right now Jacques Martin's back in the league. No one butchered the entertainment out of a hockey game worse than Jacques Martin. Yeah. I don't like where this is going, pal. Yeah. No, hey, dude, uh, three on three's got to change because it's been an, uh, the, the, the Vancouver overtime was horrific and they got some really skilled players too. Like it's, yeah, it's become way too, get, it's very easy. No over and back. Done. Like it's a quick change. It should be just implement it now, but they won't, but it should happen in the summer. It's such you know, easy to run change. the league. You can be Batman and uh, I'm the old Jewish guy. Maybe I should be Batman. You can be daily because you're bald. We could do a better job than those two guys, couldn't we? Yeah, well, you're a better liar than me, so yeah, you could be Batman for sure. So. <laughs> hey, take that as a compliment. <laughs> Have a good one, Speck. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> All right, Jay. Uh, that's uh, Mark Gary Specter uh, joining us here on Sports 1440, Orders Nation uh, YouTube. A uh, quick break. Oh, by the way, month of giving, yes, uh, Ryan has it at uh, fifty. $6,500 is an unreal uh, ace. It's a furnace package with the April air humidifier enhanced with a four inch uh, media filter and cabinet comes with the uh, thermostat, all the labor and parts, 12 year factory uh, back parts and labor warranty. And they'll remove and dispose of your old furnace. 65 hundo all helping out to uh, operation friendship senior society kevin woodley will join us next we'll get at the lowdown on immers leakins and more on the gregor show presented by play alberta 528 welcome back gregor connor halley with you on sports 1440 and uh, oilers nation uh, youtube we uh, should be joined by uh, kevin woodley uh, momentarily as we go uh, uh in the room brought to you by action Electrical and uh, hey, shout out to uh, Action Electrical. Uh, they were part of a. I'm not sure if you guys uh, read the article or not, but uh, there was a, a fire to a family uh, down in Calgary, and uh, a group of uh, people got together and uh, rebuilt their uh, ravaged uh, fire ravaged home uh, in time for uh, the holidays, and they uh, got back into it on uh, I think it was yesterday. So uh, kudos to uh, Action Electrical, always uh, giving back, volunteering their time to help out in the community. That's ActionElectrical dot net as uh, Kevin Woodley from Ingle Magazine and NHL.com joins us uh, once again. And Woodley, there's uh, lots to discuss. Um, now, may- maybe I'm wrong, and I love a good story, but I just, to me, when, when you're in the AHL that long, I just don't see how Calvin Pickard would be the answer for me long-term for the Edmonton owners to be the backup for um, Stuart Skinner. What say you? It's fair. Um, certainly fair comment. Uh, you'd think you'd get an opportunity by this point, but we've seen other guys sort of, you know, be down there for a long time. And sometimes like, I think one of the things that, that Cal does really well is reads the game and your reads in the AHL where we know it can be a little less structured of a league, Jason, you know, there's a lot more sort of 
mistakes. It's a league of mistakes for a goaltender. So the reads can be that much more difficult. And I have seen guys sort of come up later in their career and it's like, man, like he's really good or they'll have success guys. We never thought would have success. Uh, and yet, is it the level of success you would pin Stanley Cup aspirations to? And I think that's the question in Edmonton, right? Like, hey, a guy who can be found money and fill in and win us some games is great. But is it a guy we're going to turn to you know, and take a look at what Vegas and how many different guys they had to turn to in the playoff run? But is it a guy we're going to turn to in a pinch in the Stanley Cup playoffs? And that's, you know, in some ways, the questions you need to ask in Edmonton are a little different. Um, you're not you know, sort of scrounging the waiver wire or looking for alternatives that are stop gaps, right? Like you want somebody who can be an option, not only now, but potentially in the postseason. And that, you know, honestly, it's a different question. It's a tougher question to answer in a lot of ways, but it's definitely a different question. And when it comes to, 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 to Pickard, I, you know, I, I think there's a little more, more uncertainty about whether he can be a stop gap guy now versus can he be an option come Stanley Cup playoffs, but certainly if he could prove over a period here he's capable in the short term, it gives you a better feeling about what that answer might be in the long term. Now, I think he could help. But to me, the orders have 50 days to figure out their goalie situation. They've got a very easy schedule in January, only 11 games. They only play eight games against teams in the playoffs, and two of those teams are Philly and Nashville. So they're not playing the juggernauts of the league. So can you get by with some guys till then? Sure. But uh, long term, I don't uh, – to me, I w- I, if I'm the GM – or the president in a year where the orders want to go deep. It's not somebody I'd be betting on. Um, Carolina put Ranta on, on the waivers. Uh, he cleared. He's in the minors now, although they don't even have their own AHL affiliate. So we'll see how much playing time he gets. But what do you think his path is to getting back? And, uh, is, is that somebody they, would they even consider relying on him? Because his problem is more so when he's, when he's healthy, he's fine up until this year, but usually he's banged up and that's the problem. Yeah, there's that problem, and then there's the other one. And that's kind of what we've seen this year, at least to an extent. If he's your 1B, he's great. And listen, this is – it's hard to sort of couch this, but the reality is often uh, when he's healthy, when he's asked to be the guy for prolonged stretches, even if he can stay healthy, that's when we sort of see him fade, right? And so with Freddie Anderson there to be the guy, he was exceptional at times in Carolina as, as sort of plan B. But when Freddie goes out with the blood clots and all of a sudden you've got to be the guy for whatever reason, uh, the pressure that comes with that expectation, the numbers just haven't been there. Now I'd like to add a caveat because I was looking at his numbers and Carolina is a strange one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of the metrics are good, but the one that jumps out at the page and stop me, if you've heard this before Oilers fans rush chances against not as bad as Edmonton was at the start of the year, but 24, certainly not the defensive juggernaut that we're sort of used to thinking of the Carolina Hurricanes as being. They give up a fair amount off the rush. And Auntie Ranta's expected save percentage on the year as they send him down, Jason, was 863, the second lowest in the National Hockey League. Only Eric Comrie has a lower one. So, listen, he was underperforming it, and you can outperform a bad save percentage or a bad expected, he wasn't. You can outplay a bad environment. He wasn't. He wasn't close. Even here in Vancouver, he made some saves uh, against the Canucks where you're like, wow, great highlight reel save. But when you looked at it, it was just hitting him. Like he was behind the play. Uh, the reads really didn't seem to be trusting what was going on in front of him, making some strange reads. He was not where he needed to be with his game. So, again, the caveat exists. Tough environment. But he needed to be better. 
I don't know if you look at that and all those things, kind of like we had this conversation about Jack Campbell before they signed him. There's just too many red flags there, right? Yeah. Like, hey, could Antti Ranta be a great goalie if he's number two to Stuart Skinner? Yes. What if we need him in the playoffs to carry the load for a month? There's not a lot of history that suggests he's going to step up to the plate in those moments. And I hate to say that because he's one of the game's best guys, but we've got enough bodies of work now, including this year, that that's a fair question to ask. Kevin Woodley from Ingle Magazine and NHL.com joins us. Uh, the LA Kings suddenly may be in the market for a backup uh, with Copley. Yeah, and, and LTIR uh, for Phoenix Copley, who's struggled this year. And in talking to some of the people around there, um, it's believed that this is, a bit of, this is a bit about the goaltending coach change, right? Like Cam Talbot comes into a good defensive environment and a new voice. They hired Mike Buckley as their goaltending coach. So a new voice for him. But it was it was going to be new regardless. Phoenix mm-hmm. Copley, Bill Ranford moves upstairs to uh, the director of goaltending. Mike Buckley's there in day to day, and there are a few things he wants his, go- his goalies to do differently. And it's been a bigger adjustment for Phoenix, so they still believe he can be the guy. But missing more than a month, and now he's going to come back, sort of probably you know mid to late January at best. And what condition? There are some questions there, but I think the first guy that gets a chance to answer them will be David Riddick. And we know what the potential of David Riddick has always been because he has these ability to make these fantastic saves, but kind of much like Ranta when games are tight, when games are on the line, his numbers fall off a cliff. This is a great defensive team. Give him a run. See if he can be the guy, the potential guy for long enough. And maybe you don't need to invest assets in a backup plan because Copley will be back. But I think again, because of what we saw in Vegas, because of what we're seeing around the league, you know you need three. Riddich was there in case of emergency break glass guy in the American League, and now they don't have that behind him um, if something were to happen to either two. So because it's LTIR, because it's long-term, I wouldn't be surprised if they go looking, but I don't know that they're in a rush. Aiden Hill, Jake Ottinger, Joseph Wall all added to the uh, injury list. Uh, what's going on here and uh, how concerned and which one of those injuries should be the most concerning? Probably Joseph Wall because he was top 10 uh, adjusted numbers, expe- uh, sort of goals saved above expected by ClearSight Analytics when he went down. He'd been really good for the Maple Leafs. I'm not entirely sure he was getting the credit he deserved, and I know that's almost impossible. Like, it's Toronto, right? Like, if there's a good story, the rest of the country gets to hear about it. Um, but he has been really good for them. So losing him long-term, high ankle sprain, an injury that you may be able to come back from, but you're not fully recovered from, and the nature of the demands on that area in terms of reverse VH and some of these positions that goalies get themselves into, that one brings a lot of question marks, especially with Ilya Samsonov scuffling this year behind him. So to me, that's the one with the biggest potential. But when you look at how he did it, sort of going into the post in a reverse, not hitting it cleanly and then pushing off of it. Now, this takes me back to a conversation with Robin Lehner a few years ago about the nature of that technique and how much stress it puts on the ankles Uh, even above the hips and knees, like the ankles are an area that gets hammered. You combine that with skates that have never been stiffer. You've heard me talk about how some of these skates have no give to them, and that's by design. Goalies changing their sharpening because they feel so connected to the ice that they don't need a deeper edge. But, man, when when, when there's no lost energy, it's all got to go somewhere. It tends to go up the chain, knees, hips. A lot of guys reporting a lot more soreness in that than they ever did before. And when there's no give in that boot – and you get caught in an awkward position, that's where you can end up with an ankle injury like Joseph Wall did. I, we don't know what Ottinger's is, but again, these, these appear to be soft tissue injuries. And I can't help but wonder if you know the lack of give in the skates is contributing to some of the injuries that we're seeing up that chain.
Kevin Woodley from Ingo Magazine, NHL.com, joins us. Uh, Kevin, Marc-Andre Fleury didn't get the start tonight, and some people are, 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 like, up in arms. Now, I'm not a goalie guy. This is not his first visit to Pittsburgh. So, And, and I think I'm pretty normally, uh, you know, a sentimental guy. I think this is, you know, there's overblowing that. He could still play again next year. It's not a lock that he's retiring for sure. But Gustafson's played great his last three games. Minnesota's only 500. They need to win. And uh, as well as Fleury played against Edmonton, he still only had a 900. Now, it's not his fault. The Oilers played well in that game. But w- what do you make of this uh, for Fleury? Uh, you know, he he didn't seem to be that bothered by it. He was like, yeah, I'm disappointed, but hey, I get to play tomorrow. We need, you know, the other guys playing great. So what do you make of this? Okay, so I'll throw the caveat there that I hadn't had a chance to see his comments on it. Um, you know, I, I don't know that he loves these moments necessarily uh, in terms of, you know, I mean, you see even the results. As much as he loves sort of the environment and being embraced and, and like that side of the moment. I don't mm-hmm. know that he's always performed well in these moments. I think okay. that first trip back, they hung five on him. Um, so if you're in the Minnesota wild, you're probably looking at that as well. Listen, I'm with you. And he even mentioned this when he came through town here and why I was sort of asking him questions about a thousand games and, and some of the big milestones and going back to Pittsburgh. Like I, you know, this isn't necessarily his last, you know, there was a lot of hype around his last trip to Montreal and yeah, he had a lot of family. I think it's very possible that it could be, I think his health uh, and the nature of that will, will play a role. But in terms of Pittsburgh, like if we were looking at wish lists to wind down your career, accepting that you're a backup, like how about getting the band back together for Marc-Andre Fleury in Pittsburgh last year behind Tristan Jari as an option for him. Um, so I, I'm with you. I'm not sure this is his last trip to Pittsburgh. I think he could still play next year. If he doesn't, then maybe we'll see this as a missed opportunity for the crowd to celebrate him. But just because he isn't starting doesn't mean you can't celebrate him. Hell, that Luongo jersey over my left shoulder, yeah. uh, they, they didn't do right by it in Vancouver this week. They didn't put it in the rafters. They yeah. just put him in the ring of honor instead. And as you saw, the crowd celebrated him just fine. Yeah, I think that's uh... – now speaking of Flurry, he's entering – his next milestone will be pretty big, Kevin. I think he's going to be the last goalie to reach it. Yeah, no, uh, two of them, right? Like he's four wins shy of Patrick Waugh for second all time, and maybe somebody catches that. But, man, a 1,000 games. Yeah. Uh, his next start tomorrow in Boston will be 997. There's only four members in that elusive list. It's Berger, uh, it's Patrick Waugh, it's Luongo, as just mentioned. And I know how much that milestone meant to Roberto. And now it's going to be Marc-Andre Fleury. And the more I sort of – I hadn't thought of this at the beginning, but um, – he could be the last one. There's a good chance he's the last one. You start to do the math on even someone like Bobrovsky uh, as he's getting up there in age, like he's sort of one of the next on the list. He'd, he'd have to play like 55 games for, I think it was another, I think I did the math, like another eight or nine years. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, like even, even Andre Vasilevsky is one of the the few workhorses. Um, Connor Hellebuck, like these guys that would all have to maintain sort of high 50s to, to low 60s per season paces well into their 40s to have a chance to catch Mark on to join that list at a thousand games. He started in the league at 18. We don't see that anymore. No. He played in an era where workhorses would play 65 plus. We're not going to see that anymore. And he's continued to play up until this year when he was thrust into the backup role at a high level, warranting starter minutes into his high 30s. I just don't th- see in an age of job shares and tandems another guy hitting this mark. Yeah, I'm uh, with you. One last one quickly. Elvis Merzlikens. You've talked a lot about studying. Is Merzlikens' system, style, would it be a good fit in Edmonton? I'm going to have to run some numbers on that. Okay. Listen, I think there is untapped upside in Elvis Merzlikens. I think there's a lot that's gone on in his world in Columbus. 
Yes. We've talked John Gibson, right? We talked about guys who give him a fresh start behind a good team and you could see great things. Um, Merzlikens is one of those guys. I will say this. As the Oilers improve defensively and ask for a little less of from their goaltenders, yes. Elvis is a guy who's traditionally been at his best when he's busy. He does play an active style. And with that active style, unless you feel you can rein it in in short order, which is why I'd want to make a move like this sooner rather than later, if that's what you're considering, it's 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 one that can be prone to ups and downs, inconsistencies and mistakes because you okay. just end up moving more. Okay. And so... You know, I have some questions there about whether that style would be a perfect fit for the Edmonton Oilers without a little more time to adapt to being a lot less busy than he certainly has been the last couple of years in Columbus. And that would be my biggest question. Tons of potential there, but you need somebody who can come in and be comfortable in that situation quickly. And there are at least a few question marks about how he prefers to play compared to how the Oilers defend since the coaching change that would have me wanting to dig a little deeper before being, you know, uh, completely sold on that as a fit. Awesome stuff, Kev. That's why we have you on, man. I appreciate it. Have yourself a great week. And uh, actually, uh, we'll talk to you in a few weeks because it's uh, holidays in the next few. So enjoy some time off. Uh, Jason, to you and all your listeners, I can't thank you enough for having me on every week. Have a fantastic Christmas, and we'll talk to you, I guess, early in the new year. You betcha. That's uh, Kevin Woodley from Ingold Magazine and NHL.com. Quick break. We'll come back, uh, wrap things up on The Gregor Show with Connor Halley. On Sports 1440, live on Orders Nation YouTube. Wow, another goalie injury. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So Lion is out. Uh, he's hurt in Detroit. And Vili uh, Huso just left the game. Didn't put any weight on his right leg as he was leaving. So now uh, James Reimer is uh, coming in. So... Uh, you look at Huso and, oh, he just uh, extended out to his right. And when he tried to pull back in, done. So a non-contact uh, injury, which uh, usually are never very good. So uh, there's another injury. 
Uh, Mike is up to 6,600 on the uh, auction item uh, today. So see where that goes. A little late bid here. Hmm, interesting. Very interesting. 833-401-1440 is the uh, the number to uh, text or bid. Let's get to um, In the Room Now, brought to you by Next Gen Transportation, heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated, and they have uh, all new big uh, trailers in ready, new platform trailers to serve you. Go to nextgentransportation.com. So, Connor Halley, uh, we'll get to, hey, we talked about, uh, and I love the listeners. We had some fun with this early in the show. Uh, you know, Leon Drysaddle, uh, for whatever reason, uh, December just isn't his month. Can't explain it. But uh, all the numbers will back it up. It's an oddity. It's a big oddity. And uh, we tried to get to some people, like, hey, his uh, name spelled backwards is Noel. He likes to give uh, in December. So who knows? But, uh, well, if you said that, though, you maybe give a few apples, but. For whatever reason, like his goal scoring's way down compared to his other months historically, by like significant margins. Right? Most of his other month historically, he's averaged about a goal every second game, which is crazy good. Right? Like it's ridiculously good. But uh in uh it's down to like one third, which is not like terrible. Let's I I don't think uh, we want to make it sound like he's awful, but you look at like his plus minus, which I know some people say isn't the best stat, but in the historically in the month of December, it's minus thirty. Other months, Connor is plus twenty six, plus twenty eight, plus eighteen, plus fourteen. Like it's it's just odd. And um, so he just talked about you know what uh, their team they they've lost two in a row. I, I think the Florida game is it fair to say that was the first game where they got kind of outplayed? Well, uh, that's it. So we uh, here's a uh, dry subtle just talking about uh, what they want to look for heading out for three games before the Christmas break. Uh, yeah, of course it's it's important. Um, dropped two games. Um, last game was probably the first in a while that uh, we, you know, really uh, didn't stick to our standards. So um, three big games coming up before the break. Well, yeah, um, you look at it. Uh, those are big games, no question. But I I look at the uh, the other thing for him is, does he feel like? You know, offensively, it's never a big thing, but it's more so playing with Nugent Hopkins and Fogel. Him and Nugent Hopkins, they've had good chemistry before, dating back to, remember when him and Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto kind of got the orders really going that one year, got him into the playoffs. They were unreal. They were outscoring McDavid's line. He was certain they, that line was absolutely killing it for the orders. And really that started in January of 20, I think it was. And ever since they played together, him and Nugent Hopkins uh, play well. Yeah, just two good players. Fogey obviously brings a lot of energy and, and shoots the puck really well. New just just all around, um, just a really good player. So um, hopefully we can build something. Chris Knobloch spoke about why he decided now was the time to uh, make a change in his top six. Kane, of course, will uh, him and Nugent Hopkins are switching lines. Basically, Kane's going to go play with McDavid and Hyman. Nugent Hopkins is going to skate with Drysaddle and Fogel. A little more balanced, especially when we're going on the road. Other teams being able to match lines with us, and um, you know we don't have that last change, so they can get their five guys against our top unit as much as possible. And um, yeah, we just want a little more balanced scoring. Um, it's tough breaking up that line; they've been so good those three. But um, I think it's best for our team uh, for the long run. Yeah. 
And I would agree with that, Connor Halley, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, if it works out the way you hope it does, right? If you get that balance, then for sure you're going to be happier. And I think that's that's kind of what you need, especially in the NHL today. You need to be able to just roll lines and, and get offensive contributions from a lot of guys as you go forward. And if it balances it out and makes this team more of a threat to score as you roll those lines, and 100% it's the way to do it, uh, I, I'm sure there will be some people that if it doesn't work out, they'll say, well, why'd you break up the line you had that was going? But yeah, let's be optimistic here. Let's assume that you get dry settled back there with Nugent Hopkins and Warren Fogle, a guy who, you know, when he's out there, obviously at times looks really good. So uh, if you get that more balanced scoring, yeah, it's certainly going to help this team win hockey games, Gregor. Well, we shall see. Looking forward to this week. Islanders, Devils, and Rangers. A Monday nighter tonight, the Eagles and the Seahawks. Good luck to all of those who have any of their uh, fantasy playoff games on the line tonight with players from either team. Hope that means a victory for you. Enjoy it. Connor Halley, he's excited because he doesn't have anything on the line. So he can just watch stress-free tonight. Let's get to the uh, comment of Sports 1440 update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, home of the no payments, no interest for one year on your furnace, baby. Going to stay warm all winter at LegacyHeating.ca. Good night.